Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Two Minute Drive podcast. I'm Palace, um, doing solo work this week as scheduling conflicts. Abraham Trevino and Jake Ramirez aren't able to make it for this week's show, but that's okay. We promised you all that we were going to be doing an episode every week, regardless if it was three of us, two of us, or solo like I'm doing now. But hey, this is just another day at the office for me. I'm used to doing solo shows, so this should be no problem. Anyways, we are coming back from Dallas, Texas this past weekend where we went to go see the Patriots and the Cowboys live at Jerry World. I put my undefeated streak on the line. I've been 2-0 and since I've seen NFL games there at that stadium. Have never lost until this past Sunday where my team, the New England Patriots, were humiliated by the Dallas Cowboys. 38-3, to the worst loss in the Bill Belichick, just in the history of his whole coaching career that's before Brady with Brady and now after Brady so um a very very awakening loss for me as a fan um I can go on the record and say right now the New England Patriots are just not a good football team at all we lost two of our best defensive players in that game Christian Gonzalez the rookie who was doing some fine work um he's out for the season looks like Matthew Judon also went down with an injury. Looks like he's out for the season. So one of my things with the Patriots was like the defense is always key. They are always pretty consistent. But now it looks like with them two gone for the year, um, I don't know. This, I don't know how many games this this team can win. Mac Jones in the office looked atrocious on Sunday. They had like one good drive and then just everything spiraled after that. Mac Jones played Horribly was benched in or somewhere around the third quarter. I don't know. I had basically my face in my hands the entire second half of that game. Pretty much almost all the game. It was just that bad. Um, I don't. I don't know what the future is. Um, you know, we're still one quarter in into the season. A lot can happen, but and it's nice to be optimistic about your team, but also you can be realistic about what they are. The and the New England Patriots are just not good. And, and I can say that as fact, you know, based on the body of work that we've seen. Yes, they played it close against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Dolphins, but they could never, those were games that they were all coming back from behind. The offense is just so slow and the game is so fast paced now. And you look at, you look at teams like the Dolphins and the Bills that are just powerhouses. And then of course you always have the Chiefs and all that stuff. So the AFC as a whole is super stacked and loaded with offenses that are super high-powered and very fast and when I watch the Patriots play offense it's just it feels so analog and so just out of place and not with today's NFL standards so not looking good for my Patriots so that's my biggest takeaway from week four in that beatdown um, but also since I'm running this show solo right now I'm going to take this opportunity to also talk about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers my other team in the NFC who are three and one after Sunday's victory over the New Orleans Saints, 26-9. to And usually that uh, this rivalry has been pretty lopsided in the last couple of years, even during the Brady years, where the Saints have always had the Buccaneers number. But not this time around. It was, it was pretty decisive. I was watching this game Sunday in the hotel room before we headed out to Jerry World. And, you know, Baker and this offense are, are playing really well. The defense also is doing really well for this Buccaneers team. Todd Bowles has got his side of the ball right. Bringing in offensive coordinator Dave Canellas 
was also a huge upgrade for this team, and and they're attacking you in so many different ways. I know they haven't gotten so much in the run game, but they're not shying away from it. They're not going away from it. They're 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 continuing to try to run the ball, and they've they got some nice ones this past weekend. But Baker Mayfield is playing really solid football, and I'm shocked that the NFL pundits and the media, even the shows that I watch, the herd with Colin Cowherd, they don't. They don't really want to acknowledge what the Buccaneers are doing right now. Now, I know it's only like one quarter of the season and they're still to come and who knows, but you have to also call things for what they are. The Buccaneers are playing good football right now. They sit at the top of the NFC South. I mean, come on. You got to give them their credit somewhat. If you can talk about, you know, the Bills owning their division and the Eagles owning their division and, you know, whoever the case is, you got to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that's the one team that they've, failed to really talk about and and they had all their chips in on saying that the bucks were gonna you know tank on the season and just give up early and and go for someone like a caleb williams who's going to be coming into the draft next year and it's been the complete opposite the buccaneers are playing like they they want to be a contender they want to go to the playoffs now how deep they will go i don't know that but we're still very early on in the season and, you know, they're nowhere near like, you know, the Chicago Bears who just got their first win of the NFL season. I'm recording this on a Thursday night, posed that Thursday game against the Commanders. You know, they're not on that level or, you know, a Denver Broncos where it's just like, you know, they have some pieces there, but they're just not delivering. No, the Bucks are delivering. Now, they got stopped short against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. I'm not going to say they were exposed, but there was also, you know, weather elements and other factors into play and yeah the Bucks didn't play good that day but you got to give them credit for the other three games and they're sitting atop of their division right now they're not tied or anything like that they are by themselves currently in the number one spot in the NFC South so let's let's give them their respect a little bit and and I'm not saying that for as as a Buccaneers fan I'm just saying overall like just being fair on the spectrum if we're going to talk about all these other first place teams in their divisions Talk about the Buccaneers just because you have an agenda and a narrative that they're going to like be bad for the whole season. Like we don't know that yet. You got to talk about what they're doing now. And right now they are three and one and we cannot deny that. So those are my two things taken away from this week. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to go on this episode. Really don't, don't want to rabble on and on and on, but let's talk about my top five NFL power rankings. Post week number four, coming in at number five, the Dallas Cowboys are back on the list this week after that dominating performance against the New England Patriots. Now, I've said that, and a lot of you know pundits have said this that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to do this to teams that are on the weaker side or don't have their side of the ball right with the quarterback and all that stuff. They're going to dominate. They're going to have these demolishing, utter destruction, like Jake Ramirez would say, type of games. But I, again, I have to give them the credit for what they are right now. They're three and one. They're second place in the NFC East. But when you have a dominant win like that, kind of earns you a spot in my top five. So, but we'll see. The Dallas Cowboys have a true test coming up this Sunday, and that'll be coming up later as I run down the games for you. At number four, I just talked about them right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three and one. They are back also on the power rankings. They weren't on there last week, but I liked what I saw against the Saints, a team that is 
routinely beaten them in the regular season and lopsidedly, of course. They, they're always pretty dominant. This was also on the road, too. They're going to play again, and this time it'll be in Tampa. But doing this on the road in the Superdome in a hostile environment where, you know, the Superdome is a pretty loud place to play, and the Buccaneers just handled the Saints easily. So they are in my number four spot this week. At number three, the Buffalo Bills continuing to climb up after their week one, you know, outlier of a game against the Jets. They've been super dominant, you know, against the Raiders, against the Commanders. And then they put a shellacking on the Miami Dolphins, who are nowhere near my top five this week. They don't deserve to be. I'm not saying they're not a good team, but as far as my rankings go for this week, they don't deserve to be there. And the and the Buffalo Bills continue to climb, and they're showing that they're back to form. And right now, they look like the team to beat in the AFC. And I know I was talking about the Dolphins, but you know they they came head to head with the Bills, and the Bills matched them up and also overpowered them. So the Bills number three on my power rankings. At number two, sitting at 4-0, the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they haven't played their best football yet. We have yet to see it. And I don't know if maybe that's, you know, with the loss of Shane Steichen at the offensive coordinator, also the loss of their defensive coordinator, who's now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but they're finding that they're finding ways to win different games in different ways. You know, they want a nail biter with the, um, with the Commanders this past week in overtime. They won, you know, with the run game against the Buccaneers. They won a close battle, you know, mistake-free against the the Patriots or, you know, using the, making the Patriots make mistakes themselves, you know. And this is the kind of, you know, you're not always going to win pretty in this league. And to separate yourself as, like, an elite team, you have to learn to win different types of ways. And right now the Philadelphia Eagles are just finding ways to win. You know, they can easily be 0-4, but they have that reverse because they just know how to close out and finish these games. And then, of course, at number one, the San Francisco 49ers all the way around. They're just so deep. Christian McCaffrey, a contender right now for MVP. Brock Purdy is undefeated right now as far as like a regular season starter. He's only played like eight or nine games. And his completion percentage is high. His touchdown to interception ratio is off the charts. Um, you know, everyone's waiting to see like when this kid's supposedly going to get exposed, but we're all, he almost has like a full slate of games on his resume. You know, we have to just kind of call it for what it is. Uh, this guy can play. And then of course there's times where, you know, you'll get different production from different people. Like I, I think I had Debo Samuel in one of my leagues and he didn't produce. He didn't have to because they have so many different weapons from Kittle to, you know, McCaffrey, like I said. And then there's just all these different players around that they can utilize. And right now, if I were to pick a team for sure to go to the Super Bowl, it'd probably be the San Francisco 49ers representing the NFC. And those are my top five power ranking teams after week four. Again, let me run them down for you real quickly. At number five, the Dallas Cowboys. At number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At number three, the Buffalo Bills. At number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. And at number one, the San Francisco 49ers. And I think that's it for week four. Let, let's tap into week five. As I mentioned, I'm recording this on a Thursday night. So I just finished watching the Thursday night football game on Amazon. The Chicago Bears defeating the Washington Commanders. The Bears looking really good tonight. Justin Fields making some nice throws. And for those of you that have DJ Moore on your fantasy team, you're going to have some an easy victory, probably based off of tonight's game. I think he scored like three touchdowns. And he was just making so many incredible catches after after the pass. And yards after the catch. So good for them. Good for the Bears. You know, they hadn't won since September of 2022, I believe. So it's been a, or September or October of 2022, I believe. So it's been a rough stretch. Uh, shout out to Carolina Teague, 
who's a big Chicago Bears fan and a local San Antonio journalist. Uh, it was nice to see her team get a victory there. It was against the Commanders, though, and uh, usually the Commanders' defense shows out. But this week, I don't, I don't know if it was a short week or whatever. I know they had a hard game against the Philadelphia Eagles, so that that may have had something to do with it. But against the Chicago Bears team, that it's really been lacking on both sides of the ball. This was really an opportunity for the Commanders to keep in pace in the NFC East because you got the Cowboys and the uh, Eagles are sitting at the top of that division. So you really can't afford to take some of these losses. So. Bad showing here for the Commanders. Um, I'm sure Ron Rivera is going to get criticized on a lot of things for not keeping things in check. Even his interview during the game was just a little weird and just didn't really give some straight-up answers that we were looking for. But um, that's the start of Week 5. Um, looked like it was going to be a complete blowout from the start, but the Commanders made it interesting in the second half. But I believe the score ended up being like 40 to 20-some. Um yeah, they were able to pull away. So good first win here for the Chicago Bears. Now, does that mean that all of a sudden now the Bears are going to be like a contender? I don't think so. I think this was just an outlier. They needed this kind of win. They were desperate in survival mode because there was already talks um, that I've been reading online that if the Bears had lost tonight, they were going to probably replace Matt Eberflus as the head coach. They got to make some changes. And who knows, that may still be something that happens down the line. But right now, uh, the Chicago Bears had a pretty convincing win, and Justin Fields looked really good tonight. And um, I don't think he's the whole problem, but I still think when you put him up against elite competition, uh, he may shrink in the big moment. But you know, this Washington defense, which is usually pretty good, uh, just fell out flat tonight. And I'm going to call this victory an outlier. And of course, it won't be part of my uh, picks for this week because obviously the game already happened. So good for the Bears and. Let's move on to week five and the games coming up this weekend. Um, still on vacation mode, so I'm going to get to enjoy all the games this Sunday, including uh, our first one, which is going to be super early, another London game. Uh, the second one for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one's going to be at 8.30 in the morning, or depending where you're at, folks. Uh, it's going to be the 2-2 two and two Jacksonville Jaguars. They're considered the road team, but it's London, so both of these teams are the road team. Uh, they were the home team last week against the Falcons. This week they're going to face the Buffalo Bills coming in at 3-1. and one, Possibly the return of Von Miller. I think I read some of his tweets earlier. I think he's on the flight to London. So um, if he comes back into the fold, Buffalo may be really starting to just peak at the right time. I think this is going to be a really good game. This is a powerhouse team of two really nice quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and um, Josh Allen. I'm going to give the Bills the edge here. They're just on a roll right now. They've won three of their last four. Um, and the Jaguars have been a, a little up and down. They were they were better last week, but it was against an Atlanta team, which we really didn't expect, expect much of this season. So I'm going to give the Bills the victory here, I think. I, I don't know if it'll be as dominant. I mean, you know, the Jaguars have been over. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they stayed over there. So I might give the Jaguars just a little bit of an edge because of that, but I still think Buffalo pulls out the victory. Um, hopefully it's a good game. I'm expecting it to be a little closer than what you expect, but Buffalo will pull out the victory early in London. Uh, let's move to the 12 o'clock games. Um, starting with the two and two Houston Texans traveling to face the two and two Atlanta Falcons. Now I finally got to see some of Desmond Ritter play last week against the Jaguars and I wasn't very impressed. Uh, I like their running back Bijan Robinson and 
uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, and all those characters around him. But as far as him as a quarterback, I think he's all right. And the Texans are really looking good right now with C.J. Stroud, who's on his way to probably win Rookie of the Year if he continues this kind of play. Nice thrower of the football. I was watching some of those highlights against the Steelers, and, man, this guy just knows how to read the field. And I'm liking the Texans right now. They're going to get a couple more wins on their docket. You know, they look like a 7-8 win team. They're going to sneak up on some people. And I like the quarterback matchup here in favor of Stroud, so I'm going with the Houston Texans. Next up, we got the 0-4 Carolina Panthers traveling to face the G- Detroit Lions at 3-1. and uh, This one should be pretty lopsided. The Panthers are now the only winless team in the NFL, and that will continue this week as Jared Goff and these Lions should be able to put up plenty of points, and Dan Campbell's defense is going to just, I think, be all over Bryce Young. So Lions easily in this matchup. Next up, we got the 2-2 two two Tennessee Titans. Traveling to face the 2-2 two two Indianapolis Colts divisional game. Uh, the return of Jonathan Taylor to the Colts should be, make a nice combination here with Anthony Richardson, who there's still not a lot of tape on, so I think they're going to be able to sneak away some wins. He's a little bit of an X-factor, kind of like a Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson type of just this really uncommon-like player type of quarterback that we, you know, we've never seen, so he's going to do some things here. Tennessee coming off a huge victory over the Bengals, but... You know, the, the Bengals are a little banged up, so that victory is a little bit in question, and I think they get brought back down to earth this week. So I got the Colts winning on Sunday. Next up, we got the 1-3 and three New York Giants traveling to face the Miami Dolphins at 3-1. and one. Now Miami was bullied last week against the Buffalo Bills. They were kind of put in check, but I expect them to bounce back huge, especially against the Giants here who are just completely just an abomination. I can't believe they're not 0-4. Brian Dable looks completely finished with Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley still injured. Their offensive line is just awful. And I know Miami's Dolphins defense is not like the biggest thing in the world, but the thing is Miami's going to be able to put up a lot of points, and Daniel Jones and that offense are just not going to be able to keep up Miami easy on Sunday. Next up, it's the 2-2 two and two New Orleans Saints traveling to face my New England Patriots at 1-3. and three. Now, for as bad as the Patriots played on Sunday and got embarrassed, they should be able to put up a way better performance. But as I mentioned, the loss of Christian Gonzalez, the loss of Matthew Judon, um, that's going to hurt for the Patriots' defense going forward. Now, they may be good on Sunday but I think the Saints defense is just going to be able to do just a little bit more. And uh, Mac Jones, I don't know, he just he looked completely lost in that Cowboys uh, loss on Sunday. And I'm pretty sure his confidence is super shaken. And if he doesn't have a good first half, that 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 crowd in Foxborough will turn on you super quickly. Uh, my heart wants to say Patriots because there's no way they can play any worse than what they did on Sunday. But I'm going to pick the Saints. I think they're going to play a little bit harder. You know, they're coming off a divisional loss, and they have to keep up with the Bucks in the NFC South, so they can't afford to lose games. So I'm going with the Saints, even though I really don't want to. Next up, it's another divisional game, the 3-1 and Baltimore Ravens, traveling to face the 2-2 two and two Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers looked really bad all the way around. Uh, I really thought that defense was going to be good against Stroud and, and the Texans, so... And they came up short. And now you're coming up against a Baltimore defense that's going to be able to just um, do wonders against this 
just vanilla nothing offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. Kenny Pickett is possibly coming back from injury, but I haven't been impressed with him either. So him getting back into the lineup doesn't really mean much. Uh, Baltimore playing really good football right now, even though they are banged up. Um, Baltimore should start to separate themselves in the AFC North, so I got them winning. Next up, we got the 1-3 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to face the 1-3 Arizona Cardinals. Um, giving the Cardinals a slight edge here, and I think they're going to win. They play really hard. The Bengals, I don't know what's going on with them right now, and I know Joe, Joe Burrow's dealing with that lingering calf injury, but he's also, you know, he kind of got got to rise above that you know you got the huge contract that made you the highest paid player in the nfl you need to start acting like it and you know my thing about once these players get those big contracts they somewhat always never deliver and i don't want that to be the case with joe burrow because i think he really is good but there's just something going on with this Bengals team this may not just be their it may not be their year and if they lose here on sunday um i know there's pundits already talking about maybe just shut down Burrow for the year and call it a lost season, but I still think it's too early. I think the Bengals will figure it out, but not this week. And I think the Cardinals are going to play hard. They play hard against the Giants. They played hard against the Cowboys. I think they'll play hard against the Bengals. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals at home. Next up, we got the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles traveling to face a 2-2 Los Angeles Rams. The Rams have been a little bit surprising this year with Nakua, who's been a nice weapon for Matthew Stafford with the injury of Cooper Cup. But Cooper Cup is slated to come back this week, I believe. So there's a nice one-two punch there for Stafford. The Eagles haven't played their best football yet, and they better start to show it soon because you know all the other teams are starting to show up in the NFC. So... I'm expecting a huge game here from the Eagles. I think the Rams will be competitive for a little bit, but I think the defense of the Eagles will overwhelm the offense of the Rams, and I think the Eagles will finally... You'll get a good game here out of Hurts, and they will have the home field advantage, even though they are on the road. There will be more Philly fans than Rams fans on Sunday in SoFi, so I got the Eagles winning. Next up, we got the 1-3 New York Jets traveling to face... The 1-3 Denver Broncos. Denver getting their first win of the season last week against the Bears, but it wasn't all too impressive. There's still issues there. I liked what I saw out of the New York Jets on Sunday Night Football against the the, the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs. And the defense played really well. Picked off Mahomes about, should have been three times. Um, Zach Wilson had a really, really good game. And if he can continue that trend... Um, I think they're going to be able to get the win here on the road because Denver is not really that scary of a team. So going up to mile high is not going to be a problem, especially if Zach Wilson continues to play like this, the Jets will win. So I got the Jets winning. I liked what I saw on their Sunday night matchup with the Chiefs. Speaking of the Chiefs, uh, they're next on the docket here. It's the three and one Kansas City Chiefs traveling to face the one and three Minnesota Vikings, Mahomes versus Cousins. This is like a big 3 o'clock game on CBS. I'm sure Tony Romo and Jim Nats will be on the call. And we know Cousins isn't really good in this spot. So because of that, I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, even though they haven't been as impressive on the offensive side of the ball, they need to figure things out still. Uh, I'm looking for them to make a huge trade at the deadline and get a big star receiver. Who that is? <clears throat> Devontae Adams. Um, I don't know. I, I just... I see it coming. I feel it. Kansas City's going to get an ace up their sleeve, and they're going to use it, and that'll be like their ticket to at least the AFC Championship game. Um, but I need to see more from them offensively. Mahomes was kind of rocked last week with this Jets defense. 
If Brian Flores can look at that tape and see what the Jets' defense did to Mahomes, rattled him, confused him, they may have a shot to make it competitive, but if you're asking me for Kirk Cousin to make some plays to to edge out the Chiefs' offense, I can't see it. So uh, I can't pick against them. I, I got the Chiefs winning this one. And then we got the Sunday night, which is probably going to be everybody's game of the week. This is going to determine who's number one in the NFC. And I know I talked about the Eagles already, but they're still not quite there yet, even though they're undefeated. But um, right now, the talk of the NFC is going to come down to this matchup. It's the 3-1 and Dallas Cowboys traveling to face the 4-0 and San Francisco 49ers. Possible NFC championship matchup or divisional round, because I don't think they'll meet up in the first round. Um I mean, the 49ers, man, they own the Cowboys in the last two playoff games. You know, they've played really solid football. This is going to come down to is, is Dak Prescott good enough to make plays against this San Francisco 49ers defense? And if they take away the run game and they force Dak to throw and make mistakes, I think that's what's going to happen here. So I, I see the Niners winning. But the only way Dallas can win is Dak is going to have to win. It's not going to be their defense. I, I just think this 49ers offense is just too diverse, and they've got too much stuff going for them. They, they're too deep, uh, and I think they'll be able to eliminate Parsons. They'll they'll figure out they'll swing McCaffrey to the left or wherever Parsons is. McCaffrey will be on the other side, and De- he's too fast. And then you got Debo Samuel and George Kittle. There's all these different ways that the 49ers can beat you, and um, you know the Cowboys don't have Diggs anymore. You know, I think it can burn Gilmore a little bit on the on the outside. Um, but this is going to come down to if Dak Prescott can make plays, Dallas has a chance. And they got to score in the red zone, right? Because that's been their problem this season. They cannot score in the red zone. They've gotten there plenty of times, but they usually come up with field goals. And that's not going to cut it against this 49ers team. Even though I don't see this game, anybody scoring above 25. I'm looking at a 2013 type game. And I got the 49ers winning. I'm sorry. Until until I can see Dak score in the red zone and have a game solidified, you know, with his presence and his dominance as being the reason they win, I can't pick the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I, I, I look at it. Uh, I, I'm looking at this objectively. You know, if the Cowboys were winning these games, these utter destruction games that Jake is talking about, you know, with Dak throwing like three, four touchdown passes and not all led by like, don't let that Dallas beating New England 38 to three. Uh, and make you think like Dak had anything to do with it. He threw like one touchdown, but the rest of it were like defensive touchdowns and fumbles and, you know, the running game and all that stuff. It really hasn't been on Dak's shoulders. And I think the 49ers are going to make it be on Dak's shoulders. And I think this is where he's going to make mistakes and turn the ball over. So 49ers Sunday at home, they got the advantage. And then finally we come to the Monday night game. It's the two and two Green Bay Packers traveling to face the one and three Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders got a little inner turmoil right now. Other players on the inside continuing to, you know, just trash the coach. And I don't know if Garoppolo's back from concussion protocol, but either way, the Raiders are not looking good right now. And I thought they were, they were going to be one of my surprise teams this year. So that's not looking good for my predictions. And the Packers are well run enough. You know, Jordan Love, you know, he's not some, Huge wonder, but he can run this offense, and the team is just pretty much they're they're well better managed team right now than than the Raiders. The Raiders got problems, even though they got some players on that defensive side. Max Crosby could be a game ruiner for for Jordan Love, but I think overall, I think Green Bay will get the victory on Monday. And that's the Week Five slate, folks. Um, 
again, of course, 49ers Cowboys is the game to look at, but I'm also, you know, Chiefs Vikings could get interesting if the Vikings figure out something against Mahomes here on the defensive side of the ball with Brian Flores. Um, I want to see if Zach Wilson can repeat that performance he had on Sunday night against the Broncos. Um, that early 8.30 game hopefully is really good with the Bills and Jaguars. Uh, Allen versus Trevor Lawrence. I want to see if C.J. Stroud can continue to grow here and make his way to Rookie of the Year. And then, of course, my Patriots to see if they can... Yeah, they can. They have to bounce back from that, but I don't know. It doesn't just the the outlook is not good for them. Uh, my Buccaneers are on the bye this week, so no game for them. But it'll still be a fun one for me to watch as I finish up my vacation, so I'll get to check out all the games. And again, I'm getting up super early for that Bills Jaguars game, so hopefully it's good. So, anyways, I hope you all enjoy the games this weekend. That's going to do it for week five. Don't want to make this too long. Covered everything that I needed to. Uh, it's much more fun to talk about football when you're in a group. So um, I distribute this podcast through my Palace Off the Top Rope social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through podbean.com. You can download the Podbean app. You can listen to the podcast there. You can also listen through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, basically anywhere where you can hear a podcast, you can find the Two Minute Drive podcast, but you'll find it under the Palace Off the Top Rope uh, page. So all you got to do is search a Palace Off the Top Rope on whatever podcast platform you listen to and just search search that and then you'll find the past episodes of the Two Minute Drive podcast. So thank you again again for, turn, for tuning in. Uh, guys, it's been a long night. I'm recording this on a Thursday night, about ready to go to sleep here in just a bit. Um, but yeah, enjoy week five. And again, uh, Jake and Abraham, hopefully we'll be back next week, but again, either way, there'll be episodes pumping every week. We're going to keep this baby going, talking football. We love it so much and yep, that's going to do it. So take care and we'll see you all next week.